0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, welcome back.
2: Yes, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Uh, it's fun. So, how I'm you doing?
1: Good. I'm doing. I'm doing good. I, I have no notes going into this, so I'm gonna scroll through, and make sure we get these transactions up and all that, all that fun stuff. Because if you're just tuning in, you've missed a lot. I like that quote, so that's what we're gonna roll with here. Um, World Series not quite over yet. As you guys can probably see, if you're a, a usual to the YouTube side of things. On a little bit of a new, uh, new stream, new background, I guess is what you can say. Testing it out, seeing how how it will work um, before we get rocking and rolling a little bit, a little bit more with uh, you know the off season as a whole. You know, and with uh, with all that being said, guys, just thank you so much for all the support here at Talking Halos. Go ahead, follow us on all our social medias. All you have to do is look up Talking Halos. You can follow myself on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, at Jared underscore Tim's Nate
3: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDIC.
1: Get it rolling here. Off-season fun. I don't want to talk about the Angels quite yet. Um, I know we have a lot to talk about. I don't want to we talk do. about them quite yet. We, we do. We do have a lot. Um, I was thinking about this as I was doing stuff on my thinking spot, and for guys know where that is. Um, have we learned anything this postseason? Like last year, I felt like we l- didn't learn, but like we we remembered that the bullpen reigned supreme looking at what the Astros did. I don't think that, is that has that really happened yet this year? Like, Phillies, winning- I think
2: starting pitching has taken a big step forward this year if you look yeah. at it. The teams that have have had their starter go six plus are uh, are very very good. The teams that have not had their starters go six plus have not won too many games. Um, yeah. You look at it, the Dodgers didn't really get out of the, the third inning with anyone, and they did not win a single game. Uh, you look at what the Rangers have done so far. Even the Astros, like the Astros, for the most part, their guys have gone pretty deep. The Rangers guys have gone deep, um, and the Phillies and Dimebacks, like their guys, have gone deep. That the one game that the Dimebacks really haven't pitched too well uh, before the Philly series, like uh, they kind of got bailed out with the offense, but for the most part, their guys have been able to go deep into games and, and give them uh, good starts, which is, which has been able to help the bullpens because they're able to use the same guys in, in situations and things like that. But um, the other thing I think you, you kind of see is that just because you hit a lot of home runs in the regular season, it doesn't mean you're going to hit a lot of home runs in the postseason. Um, the Phillies might be the exception to the rule on the team that hits a lot of home runs that could end up in the world series, but you look at it, the Astros, you know, haven't been crazy with home runs. The, the Rangers definitely have been crazy with home runs. Um, they've, they've hit the most when you look at it from an American league standpoint, just because they've played more games, but, um, not, not because they're just absolutely hitting home runs every single game. Um, yeah, I think those are the two things you kind of learned so far.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say pitching reigns supreme, like supreme like always in the postseason. Um, and and yet again, analytics just don't work in the postseason. You know, um, if 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 the, the who the the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks, right? If the Dodgers mm-hmm. would have won, if you look at and well, let's take let me take a step back here. If the Dodgers and the Astros would have won, like they were supposed to, if they would have won, you look at the managers. In, in that, and besides the Dodgers, who we know run the analytic department, it's all pretty old old school managers. You have you know a guy like Torii um, right now, who's you know pretty you know a little bit old school there. Brian Snedeker who's old school. Rob Thompson, who's old school. Dave Roberts, who's old school. I mean, a, a lot of these teams were kind of that old school thinking in a sense. I mean, when it comes to the postseason,
2: I I won't you know, give you the Dave Roberts is old school because he yeah. he personally. He, he personally might be old school, but yeah. they are not.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochi, those are the two names that really stick out. Those are some two of the old school ways, and those are the teams that are free for to go the World Series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the two oldest managers in baseball there too. So um, yeah. kind of interesting to see that. Definitely old school baseball there. Um, just something I wanted to point out there. You know, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, pitching, um, and, and it just seems like analytics don't don't work. <laughs> you know, we saw Tampa try. Tampa plays the analytics game. They they couldn't make it out of. the out of the wild card round, which not surprising, couldn't win
2: a yeah. single game.
1: Yeah, couldn't win, couldn't win a game. Um, not that, not that analytics play anything to do with postseason, but you know, it just it seems like that side of stuff doesn't work all that well. Um, Dodgers didn't win a game, you know, and and that's a different side. That's a different side. I think the, I think the they, they uh,
2: didn't have enough starting pitching.
1: Yes, and I, but I also think that something needs to be done about that that buy. I think the buy doesn't help baseball baseball all, out that much. Can, can I
2: say something that's really unpopular? But if Julio Rios is on the postseason roster, Dodgers probably are winning that series. Yeah, that's because that changes that changes the whole thing. Like the Dodgers have shown whether Kershaw is the best pitcher in baseball or not, he has not really started Game One. They've gone to um, a plethora of other guys to to start Game One, whoever they've had, um, which moves Kershaw into a Game Two start and if Arias pitches like he had been pitching where he goes six or seven, he hadn't pitched that well this year, but for some reason, when he gets into the postseason, he's, he's kind of a different animal. So if, uh, if he was able to pitch, I think that series is completely different. Yeah. You can, you can go about it with, with the buy, but we're looking at Houston. Um, We're recording this on Sunday night. Houston's one went away from going to the world series and they did have the buy. So, you know, you, you can cry about it all you want, but like some teams just know how to play. Um, and I think the other thing too, you look about Houston, Houston one through nine, they all, or it's really one through eight, but one through nine, they're going to compete with at bats, right? Like they're not going up there trying to hit home runs. Yeah. Your Don hits a bunch of home runs, but like, that's not what their approach is. The approach isn't, Oh, let's go out and hit five, six home runs. And we're going to win the game seven to seven to six. Like, their whole thing is, like, just keep putting good A-Bs together and let that line keep going, and, you know, they're going to make a mistake eventually, and when they do, we're going to make them pay for it. And if you look at what Atlanta had, you look at what the Dodgers had, they were lacking starting pitching. Like, just be honest with everyone. They were lacking starting pitching. Atlanta Max was? Fried,
1: okay, I'll say the Dodgers. Atlanta was, though?
2: Max, Max Freed hadn't pitched in, in two weeks because of a, a fingernail issue. Right,
1: uh, and... It's one of the best Strider, striders
2: there. Yeah. Charlie Morton wasn't there, you know, like they're missing some of their, their key pieces to, to where they're at. Uh, Kyle Wright had been one of their really good guys in the postseason for them lately, and he wasn't available. He's out probably for all of next year as well. So yeah, I, I think those teams, like they were expecting to have guys that weren't available when, when it came time for the postseason, and it, it is what it is. So you look at what Houston does and Houston pitches really good and they have really good ABs and that's why they're still winning.
1: And yeah, Not, not complaining about that. I like I, Houston's a different beast to be honest. Like that's, we, we I mean, you in and year out for bringing Houston and they're, they're a dynasty. They're just a good, good organization. Um, that's a weird thing to say, but they're just, they, they just know how to win. Um, and then, and then, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's tough seeing three of the four teams that got to buy or three of the four best teams, um, lose right off the bat so that
2: but did you just... really think baltimore had enough pitching to win a postseason matchup
1: um no but they you, also you won. see the I common mean,
2: denominator though like baltimore didn't have a dude it
1: isn't isn't the point isn't the point though to to help the team not help but like make those teams that won more games like it's supposed to be an advantage it doesn't seem like an advantage right now Right. And football is an advantage. It depends. It depends on your team. It it
2: depends on your team. Right. Like if you're if you're an old veteran team like the Astros are like the Dodgers are, it should be it should it should be helping them. But if you're the younger team like Baltimore, I think you just want to continue playing. The other thing that hasn't really been mentioned about this, Um, Houston had to play till 162. None of those other teams had to play till 162. But that's on. We could talk about that later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we're recording this, I mean, Houston's absolutely red hot. Um, the, the The Phillies are the Phillies are uh, looking pretty good as well. Um, Texas has been stuff. red hot too. Texas been, I mean, it, it, it Texas came in. Arizona red hot, so.
2: got red hot. You're like,
1: yeah. It it comes down to momentum. and I just like like I said, I feel like the buy doesn't help momentum. Um, so for me, let's get on to some Angels talk because we do have Angels news. Let's talk about some players that the Angels uh, that. The Angels let go? Not really the, that elected free agency. Let's go with that. So you got Chad Wallett, Carson Fulmer, Brett Phillips, Jaime Berea, Jared Walsh, Gerardo Reyes. And I, as I keep going down here a little bit more, you got Gerardo Reyes, who I said, Chris O'Kee, um, Cesar Valdez. And did I miss anybody there? Uh, Kevin Padlo as well. So uh, any names there that surprise you? Any names that you think that might be back on a minor league deal?
2: Uh, Chet Chad Wallach's the one guy that that stands out could be back on a minor league deal. Um yeah, there's
1: some feelings there with that name, but okay, go on.
2: <laughs> Jaime Berea. Like I was still I was saying it was time to move on from him. That was kind of uh interesting. I didn't think the Angels would actually move on from him. I I, I was asking for it, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. So that one was a little um interesting to me. Walsh wasn't really interesting. Like He had already been outrighted once. Um Chanwell had come up and played good enough to kind of solidify his spot going forward and Walsh wasn't really going to Walsh was going to really have to overperform to, uh, to win that job back and it didn't look like it was going to be his. So that one didn't really surprise me too much. Um, Brett Phillips, no, makes too much money. So yeah, I think really it's the, the Jaime Berea one, and uh, Chad Wallach is the guy that I would expect to be back on a minor league deal.
1: Yeah, I had a conversation with somebody about Chad Wallach the other day, and it was like Chad, he's gonna be, he's gonna get contracts no matter what because he does what he's he does the job description. He is a good catcher. He he hits what 180, like 200 at, at best, but he does the job description. He's he's a good catcher. At the at the end of the day, the thing that take, keeps him from being a Really freaking good catcher, a starter, somebody who's going to play 100 games, is that offensive piece. But I, I'd love to see Chad Wallach back. I think he help, handles the, the rotation well. I think he handles all the pitchers well. Um, you know, And he's a SoCal guy too, which helps from Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton kid. Um, so I, 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 I like him. Plus, I mean, I know him, so that helps even more um, on that side of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, actually, we both know him. You know him a little bit too, right? SoCal kid. I think everybody kind of knows everybody. So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to see Wallach back. I think Wall, if healthy, helps the team out. Um, but I mean, you, you just don't know if he's healthy or not. That's the that's the scary thing about it. Um, didn't look he didn't play well down in AAA uh, when, when he got sent back down. He just he just didn't look right, unfortunately. Um, and then for I me, Jaime Bria he got
2: called back up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, didn't look great when he got called back up either. And then Jaime Bria, there's a hundred different Jaime Brias. Every team has a Jaime Bria. I'd love to see. Uh, and this is going to be kind of one of those weird takes. I'd love to see Griffin Canning in that role this year as like that sixth starter. If the Angels, if the Angels want to make a push and try to try to really really push for the postseason this year, um, this in 2024, I think you know if Griffin, that's the guy for me. But we always said if David Fletcher is starting, that the Angels are in a postseason team. I think if I think if Griffin Canning and or Tyler Anderson are starting this uh, this season, you can handle handle Anderson being a five guy. But for me, if Griffin Canning is starting, you did not get deep enough this off to. To be a postseason team, and we just talked about this. Good postseason teams, teams that go deep into the postseason, that even make the postseason, have a lot of pitching, and that's something that the Angels just haven't had. Um, and I think, again, if the Angels expect to be a good team next year, which I think they do, um, they, they, then Griffin Canning cannot be an every fifth day starter. I know he he might deserve it, but um, I'd like to see more depth than that. I'd like to see some better pitchers than ha- than the Angels having. Three number five guys and, and, a, and a number three and a number three and a half type of thing. They need, they need to get better on the side of things.
2: So I'll, I'll just play devil's advocate because I know a lot of people are big Griffin Cannon guys. So like Tyler him. Anderson, if Tyler Anderson gets moved, right? Let's say miracles happen, somebody takes Tyler Anderson. You it. have Silseth, you have Detmers. Let's say you go get a Nola or Snell or someone who's like a guy. Are you okay with Griffin Canning being the number five? Or do you I think, think Tyler, personally that Tyler, they need to get better?
1: No, if, if ta- well, Tyler Anderson's gone, like Griffin Canning's a solid number five guy, right? I, I I think that. I just don't want I I'd hate for the Angels to run out there like they always do. How many four and fives, right? Like yeah. I know that
2: four four and like, fives. Right. Yeah. Like
1: the angel it feels like the Angels always roll out those four and fives with Shohei Otani. And it's like, well, they're gonna be good enough. It's like no, I want to be better than good enough, you know? So, yeah, i I like to see the Angels actually get going with a true rotation, you know, that five-man rotation, um, get guys, you know, rolling on every, what, four or five days, whatever whatever the rest is that they get going. Um, and if Griffin Canning wins that job in spring, that's fine, you know, to me. That, that That's fine. But you say Tyler Anderson, Griffin Canning, whoever else you go and sign, you know, probably some minor league deals – you're fighting for this fifth spot right now. Cause there are four spots ahead of us. Hopefully the angels could get a, another starter. That's better than, than this, a, a an Aaron Nola Blake Snell, somebody like that, um, that makes this rotation better. That makes that fifth start us a, a, a bit of a fight, you know, like, Hey, Tyler Anderson, like this, this isn't, this isn't your job. Like, yeah, you're getting paid 13 mil or Griffin canning. Yeah. You know, you pitched well last year, but this isn't your spot. You know, that you, you gotta go win it this spring. So um, whoever wins it in the spring, that that's fine. If it's canning, that's, that's cool. But, I'd love to see, you know, it it be a fight in spring. And I'd love to um, have be able to talk about this in spring where it's like, I don't know who the the five starters are going to be. Like, yeah, they went and got Nola or Snell or they went and got Flaherty or they went and got a dude, you know, they went and got that starter, you know. Plus, they have Sandoval and Detmers and Silseth, you know, but like, who's going to be that fifth starter? I mean, who's going to be that sixth starter? You know, like, what, what, what what is that? Because I think they're going five man rotation. You you almost have have to. to. you, you have to go back to what, to what you, uh, what pitchers are used to. So, um, and it's a good selling feature for a pitcher to come here. It's like, yeah, well, you know, we, we don't have, we don't have a, we don't have a show. We don't have that guy that's, um, that's can pitch whenever he wants. Like we're going to go on this rest. We're going to go on these days. Um, I think that's kind of what's held angels back from getting a dude as well, is that there's the uncertainty yes. in the rotation. So yeah, I'd, um, I, I, I I'd love if Griffin Canning wins it in spring, that's cool. But like, I don't want the angels to roll out there with, four five four number fives this year again you know like they they have in the past like i i want to i want to you know feel confident in this and and be deep too or like if griffin canning or heck if if reed detmers isn't pitching well it's like well you know like we have griffin canning that can come and and start some games or tyler anderson's been been really good you know like let's let's see what he can what he can do as well so um the fact that we're talking about uh, uh, about this is a little bit rough but uh yeah, I hope the Angels have a have a decent offseason. So besides that, you got anything else on these before we uh, talk a little bit of managerial stuff?
2: No, let's let's move on to the managerial stuff. This is gonna be fun.
1: Absolutely. So the Angels did not renew Phil Nevin's contract. Um my thought originally, yeah. Are, are you surprised? Probably shocked. Not. Um <laughs> you're probably not surprised. I mean, a lot of people aren't surprised. I thought he did what you know, what is asked of him. Obviously, this was not his team, right? This was the front office team. Alex Tamman, Perry Mason, whoever you want to blame. That that it was their team. Um, maybe even a little bit more Ray Montgomery as well, the bench coach who, you know, probably was was in the middle of a lot of things there too. Um, but for me, Phil Nevin did what he what what he was supposed to do. He stood up for his guys. That was that's a big thing for me, is you you gain respect that way. You stood you stand you stood up for your guys. It wasn't like who like, like felt like Madden. Didn't didn't stand up for a lot of guys. Brad Osmus wasn't very good at it. Even Socha from time to time it just didn't feel like stood up. Like Phil Nevin really, it felt like for me really has stood up for his guys. So that's a big plus for me. Um, good clubhouse guy, good communicator for for me in my opinion. Like I I, I thought he did he he did what he was there to do um, with the resources he had. Um, so to put blame on Nevin for for really anything is is tough, especially when you have the game played out before the game has even been played, you know? So it, it is what it is. Go out there, do what you can, be, be an impact where you can. So if it's in the clubhouse, it's in the clubhouse. If it's on the field, you know, go back up your guys, go do your thing. So for me, Phil Nevin did, you know, he didn't do great, but he he wasn't a bad manager by any means. And and if the Angels had even brought him back again, like it's not a horrible thing for me either. I'd like to see somebody with a little more experience than Nevin, but like I said, he he, he he stood up for his guys. That's, that's a big thing for me.
2: Well, he should have stood up for himself is what he really should have done because if if he would have started to make some decisions instead of letting the front office make some decisions, who knows, maybe we're talking about this thing differently. But, uh, like, I mean, how, how many times can the Art Howell, uh quote come up where it's like, I'm going to make decisions based on what what I can do this offseason to justify a contract, right? Like, so that's great that he was able to, to stand up for guys, but, like, Some of the times where it's like you're standing up for guys, we're 20 games out of first place. Like, it, you know, it's tiresome now. We're we're over it. Um, I don't know. It it felt like they put little kid gloves on him and said, here, um, go be a manager. This is your dream job to be in Southern California. And we're not going to let you make any decisions. We're not going to let anyone talk to anyone. Um, So have fun. And I don't know. One of the things that, that really frustrated me with the, with the team is that Phil Nevin was brought in here as a defensive specialist guy, like a, a defensive minded guy. And we were one of the worst defenses in baseball last year. So that's a thing that's like, eh, if you're bad with your part of whatever you were good at, it's just not good. Like if, if we bring in a, a Mike Sosha and our catchers are really bad. It's like Mike, what are we doing? You know, like you're a catcher, you're supposed to be able to, to teach this, right? So like that that's the thing that really was frustrating for me with Phil Nevin is like you are a defensive guy, and we could not be worse defensively last year.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, you look at you look at what Sosha did good, and the Angels always had really good catchers, right? Like yep. there there was never there was never a time where it felt like there. I mean. Us as kids, like I didn't like Jeff Mathis, but you look at it now, it's like, well, the Angels had really good catchers, like Bobby Wilson, not a great hitter, but like knew how to handle the staff, right? Every single time, Chris Iannetta, good catcher, knew how to handle the staff. Was it was a good quality? Was, was a good leader in the clubhouse, you know? All those guys, Hank Conger. Um, so yeah, I, I I give you that. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, would love to see the Angels be better defensively, but. I don't know. I don't know if that's in, uh, that's in the plans or not. So, um, same thing goes with pitching. I'd rather, I like seeing him be good with pitching. So, um,
2: hand in hand.
1: with, with that being said, who do you, who do you want to see?
2: Oh boy. I, I'm waiting to see what Craig council decides on as, as cliche as this sounds, Craig council, um, would work really well with what the angels are trying to do. Um, I'm willing to wait because the one thing that's been very odd about this cycle of coaches, uh, nobody is really interviewing the same guys. Like the Giants kind of have their people. The Guardians kind of have their people. The Mets kind of have their people and the Angels kind of have their people. Um, It sounds like the Mets are going to go hard at Craig Council, which, you know, why wouldn't they? They they brought over um, some Brewers front office people and it just makes a lot of sense. Um, Craig Council wants to be paid. The Mets have no problem paying anyone. So I think that feels like a match made in heaven. And then when you go on, if, if Craig Council is not the guy, um, would I be upset with Buck Showalter? No. Um, is he number one on my list? No. Um, but would I be upset with him? Absolutely not. I, I think you got to go one of two routes with this. You've got to go. Someone who is a actual manager and has done it before, or you have to give someone the keys that is an angels person, like Tim Sam, and Darren are saying, uh, those type of people that have been with the org and have one one games with with the org. Like, I'm fine giving the the keys over to them and just being like, hey, are are you the guy? Um, but I would prefer the old school, like, go get me a Buck Showalter. Go get me um, Craig Council. Go get me somebody who has managed before and knows what he's doing. But will Perry be okay with giving up that kind of control? I don't know. Maybe maybe Tamman was a little bit more uh, in control than we think. I, I know you and I, especially me, were were very very critical of the way the bullpen was used and we know that's a big Alex Tamman thing if yeah. you know they can only be used on on this day if they've thrown this many pitches it's like they're human beings they're not robots like sometimes some guys don't fit the mold some guys guys can throw every day some guys can throw once once every couple of days it just depends so i don't know i i'm really really curious to see what Perry does because this is the i think this is Perry's really last shot at it. If if Perry doesn't get it right here, it's it's gotta be over. But and I know that's something you don't want to happen, but like let's be honest. He's had his opportunities. This is
1: his last shot. Yeah, well, I thought that this this year might be his last shot. Um uh, but that being said, yeah I mean I, I'm not a huge fan of switching up GMs. I don't I don't know. I just don't think they I, I don't know. We don't. We don't have to get into that um, managerial wise. Um, yes, I I fully agree with you. I think uh, I think. I mean, we we don't know three candidates right now, but um, you know, but Buck walter has been out there. Benji Gill, um, and I, I I think we see some type of return from a former player um, be in the news. I may not be in the news, but in know, Erstad type guy, a Tim Salmon type of guy um i mean i i don't know where else to go from that percival um of, technically was on that been, team, but whatever well he, actually yeah technically but he's he's in the coaching staff now so yeah I'll, yeah I kind of I can kind of leave him there as somebody that that knows the system knows Perry knows what he wants um uh, worst case scenario for me and i i I,
2: the fact that you're even going to mention this just pisses me off.
1: I know. Worst case scenario for me would be Ray Montgomery. I, I I'm just not. I'm not in on it. I think that, that that's not
2: even a worst case scenario. That's a this team goes into the sun and never plays baseball again case scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have nothing wrong with Ray, Ray Montgomery. He's a fantastic front office front office executive. But when it comes to being in the dugout. I would let baseball people do baseball things in the dugout, right? Like you leave executives, you leave those front office people on one spot, you leave, you let your baseball people do other things. So in a sense, if the fact that Ray Montgomery first office in the dugout um, is very Artie Moreno-esque, um, not saying that that's Artie Moreno's choice. No, listen to what I'm saying. That was not Artie Moreno's choice. But that's Artie Moreno-S, right? Like, let me step in. Let me make sure that things are going right. The micromanagement type of thing. So if Ray Montgomery becomes a manager, that's very Artie Moreno-like. That's not Artie Moreno's choice. That's Artie Moreno-like because Artie Moreno likes to step in and do baseball things even though he doesn't like baseball. and doesn't not like baseball but doesn't know baseball like the baseball people do. And I'm going kind of going around kind of weird thing there. But if Perry Manassian puts Ray Montgomery in charge – He's not letting the baseball people on the field do their do baseball things. So
2: which is what Joe Mann said two years ago.
1: (laughs) I mean, if the boot fits right with that being said, I don't, I don't know which way they go. I'm, I'm tired. I'm done trying to guess who's the next manager type of thing, because I I couldn't tell you, I I really can't. They're, they're going to interview a lot of people. Let's say that they're going to interview a lot of people and they're going to find what they think is, is the right choice. So if that's, you know Joe Espada. Then Joe Espada. This time If it's council. It's council. If he leaves Milwaukee, um, you know, if it's if it's Benji Gill, it's Benji Gill. If it's Jack How, um, it's Jack How. So we'll we'll kind of see where that goes. Last order of business here, and Nate, I know you want to talk about this one because it's something that you've brought to the plate a million times and have wanted this forever. There were some rumors of there possibly being a baseball split. Play- Pre- president,
2: president of baseball, of baseball
1: ops. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. President of baseball ops. Are we in on this? And who would you? Absolutely. Like to
2: Absolutely. What? I've been asking for this for, for I don't know how long. Um, I, I, I think this takes Artie Marino out of a lot of say. I think this puts the president of baseball ops with more say than the GM. Um, I think it allows Perry to do things that. Perry to do things well that he does well and not uh, probably not make free agent acquisitions because he was not great with free agent acquisitions lately. Um, But when it comes to drafting and and getting us to the big leagues, that's something he's been able to do. So maybe um, as GM, he can really focus in on that and we can get a president of baseball ops guy who uh, can bring in some pieces to to really help um, the young core that Perry's trying to build. With all that being said i'm very much in on this um who would i like to see um
1: john I, I don't know um yeah. i mean, uh, I mean
2: be, because like always when when this when this gets thrown about like theo epstein's gonna get thrown in there always um the the kid uh, john daniels is gonna get thrown in there for, for me all the time because i think he he's he built this Rangers team. Like, if we're gonna be really honest with with everyone, like John Daniels built this Rangers team. Chris Young threw the finishing touches on it. He went and got Jacob Degrom, uh, but for the most part, this is all John Daniels' team. Um, so, would I like to see one of those two guys? Absolutely. Would I like to see Jay- Chain Bloom? No. Uh, I don't believe he has done anything anywhere to to deserve more credit like more ownership in something than uh perry i think he, what he's done is pretty equal to what perry's done they've been able to turn uh they've been able to get rid of some contracts and bring in some contracts and not win baseball games when you're looking at other people that that could get get thrown in here uh Kim with the Marlins, she's going to get thrown in there. I, I don't think she really wants a job in this cycle. I think she'd rather take a, a year off and go from there. Um, would, would she be a fit? Sure. Uh, would she be my number one? No. Just kind of like Buck Walter, where it wouldn't be my number one, but would I be okay with it? Sure. Just because it's it's got to be better than the way we've been doing things. So just give me somebody who is a baseball guy that knows baseball or baseball person. Let's, let's be fair with that. Give me a baseball person who knows baseball. Uh, Kim seems to be like she, she did a pretty good job with with Miami and bringing in some key free agents. Um, Sounds like she, she might've been right on a couple people that she was outvoted on, but you know, Bring in baseball people to do baseball things. I think that's like the common thing with with everything from top to bottom. If we are going to bring in a baseball ops person, bring in a baseball person. If we're going to bring in a new manager, bring in a baseball person. Do not give us some analytical robot that is going to do everything Perry says. Because Phil Nevin basically was that, and it didn't work out really well. So that's where I'm at on the thing, but it needs to be a baseball person.
1: I started this with the managerial one. I'll say it again here. Worst case scenario for me. This is a fantastic. Again, game.
2: if this happens, the team should go into the sun and never be allowed to play baseball again.
1: I, can, I at least say my worst case scenario or are you not going to allow it?
2: You, you can say it, but like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Worst case scenario. Cause I did it with manager. I did it with the managerial thing. That was, that was Ray Montgomery. Worst case scenario here is John Carpino. Now,
2: with Bray Montgomery. With Ray Don't Montgomery. don't forget it,
1: it has all. to be I, together. I, I said that. I said that's a that's a real possibility. This is a real possibility of happening, by the way. Um John is a fantastic person and I, I swear if John watches this, he's a good person. He's a he's a great baseball mind. He's a great business person. Great businessman. But I don't want to see Artie Moreno's footprints around the Angels at all, right? Like, at, if we're at some
2: hiring a president of baseball ops,
1: if especially, especially if you're hiring president of baseball ops, right? I'd prefer to not see Artie Moreno around it. Now, John, John Carpino could do fantastic things, right? And I, and I, I and, and it could happen. I, like I said, I just want to see a baseball person that has been there and done it before, maybe been a GM, maybe has one world series and things like that be in that spot, right? John Carpino, a great mind behind the Angels making a lot of money with Albert Pujols, right? And you guys can go look up the Albert Pujols stuff there. John Carpino, a fantastic mind behind that. Fantastic mind, I'd say, behind the Mike Trout signing as well. Like, he he did a great thing. Again, with that being said, I want to see a baseball person there. (laughs) You know, I don't want to see Artie Moreno walking around being able to make any more any more bigger decisions than he needs to, right? He owns the team and already gets what already wants, right? At the end of the day, if already wants something, he's he's probably going to go get it unless his name is Trey Turner, which I don't know how he got vetoed <laughs> on that one. Um, but <laughs> if already gets, Artie, really I learned foolish. I learned that a long time ago, right? And I will always say if Artie, if already wants, already gets because he's the owner and he's mm-hmm. able for the, for the most well, part, already wants, already gets.
2: Last last year or so, it hasn't been that way, but. No. pre perry it has been that way i'll
1: i'll say that man that, that for me worst case scenario is it is ray montgomery as your manager and john carpino as president of baseball ops anybody else anybody else i can work with i I've, and i and i've been unfortunately right in the past couple of past couple of things that angel have done i said anybody but nolan shanwell at 5 million they went and signed nolan shanwell for 5 million he's proven me wrong right now He's proven me wrong he looks he looks he looks good no hey dude he's proven us wrong i i, I will find what's saying that like he, is, he, he he's a major league let's let's, let's see a, let's
2: see years. a full year let's that's see a fun. full year
1: that's fine right now he is he is proven every he's proven everybody wrong that said he's that was a bad pick right now like we can talk about it next year if he hit, he's hitting 220.
2: he hit two ball. home wall last year that's
1: fine that's fine <laughs> i'm just saying he's he proven, hits he's five proven five
2: extra bit hits the entire season
1: that's fine. That's fine. He's proven everybody wrong, and I'm—I'll I'm, I'll be the first one to say that. Um, so when we said about Tyler Anderson, anybody but Tyler Anderson, they just want to sign Tyler Anderson. So, um, anybody but Ray Montgomery, anybody but John Carpino, and and I and and I think we're we're going to be pretty happy on on that side of stuff. So, with all even that, even if
2: they don't get a baseball ops person, I'd rather that than get those two.
1: That's that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to be throwing. I don't want to throw heat on anybody, John. Fantastic person, met him in the past. On that. Like, I have nothing nothing wrong to say about him. Great businessman, just like Artie Moreno. Great businessman, right? Stay out of the baseball side of stuff, please. Like that—that—that's that, one thing I ask. Same thing with uh, Ray Montgomery. Fantastic human being. Stay out of the dugout side of stuff. Stay in. Stay in the. Uh, stay in the. Um, you can be you know, the assistant runoff. GM. That's fine. Yeah, be assistant GM. That's cool but let the baseball people do baseball things where they're supposed to be doing baseball things. Coaches do coaches stuff. Manager does manager stuff. Executives do executive things. Owner does owner stuff. Don't combine it. Just leave it by itself. So, hey, with all that being said, you got anything else for me here besides Jose Suarez?
2: Jose Suarez. Got to be next on the chopping block. I don't care if it's traded or whatever, but Jose Suarez next on the chopping block. Uh, hopefully we get a game seven in uh, Houston go rangers go phillies
1: let us know how you like this uh we're, we're gonna try this stream yard here for a little bit um got a lot of fun guests coming on a lot of fun guests uh working on getting them scheduled um talking some angels baseball here don't forget just like last year you know ben joyce on we had uh zach Neto on of many a lot of fun interviews there uh Hoping to get them back on again, talk little major leagues with them. It'll be a lot of fun. So guys, with all that being said, thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast here at and Halos. You can go follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGran34. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?